Before this episode starts, I just want to thank Lollicup and Dino Games. Thank you for letting me leave Soulmates Podcast flyers at your businesses. If you are living in Gainesville, definitely check out these awesome local businesses. Thanks. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we watched something a little weird, for us, anyway. Yeah, but still, I guess, relevant. Still relevant. We took advantage of our Netflix subscription and watched Voltron, Defender of the Universe. It reminded us a lot of another show on Nickelodeon that you may have heard of. Called Avatar? 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 The Last Airbender? Bendir? Bendir. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks a lot like that and is a lot like that. So for those of you who do not know what the hell Voltron is, we have a little bit of background info for you. Basically, this is straight off Wikipedia, so if you want to read it there, you can. But Voltron Defender of the Universe is an American animated television series that features a team of astronauts that pilot a giant super robot known as Voltron. Initially produced as a joint venture between World Events Productions and Toei Animation, the original television series aired in syndication from September 10th, 1984 to November 18th, 1985. So it's like an 80s show, or it was an 80s show. The first season of Voltron featuring the quote-unquote Lion Force Voltron was adapted from the Japanese anime television series Beast King Go Lion. Go Lion! Go Lion! (laughs) The second season featuring the Vehicle Force Voltron was adapted from the unrelated anime series Armored Fleet Dayrugger 15. (laughs) That's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Voltron was the top-rated syndicated children's show for two years during its original run in the 80s. Um, It spawned two follow-up series, several comic books, and a one-hour special. The original series was created by Peter Keefe and John Teichman, I think? Teichman? Teichman. Teichman. Sorry, John. In 1984, using material that they had licensed from the Japanese animated series Beast King Go Lion and Armor Fleet Dairy, you know. You got it. The producers had no means of translating the Japanese into English, you know, because they couldn't have hired a Japanese person. God forbid. Yeah. (laughs) Thus, they kind of surmised their plots by just watching it and created all new dialogue, edited out the violent scenes, and then remixed the audio into a stereo format because it was mono before. The series was an immediate hit in the U.S., topping the syndication market for young children's programs in the 1980s. So, yeah, couldn't they have just hired a Japanese person who spoke English? I, yeah, I have no idea why they didn't do that. They just kind of, like, watched and were like, I guess this is the plot. I mean, it just seems so much harder to do that than to just pay someone to translate. I mean, I guess they had more freedom and creativity to, like, you know, do what they wanted with it, but if you wanted to keep it more similar, I think that would have been a good idea. But we can't go in the past, so it is what it is. Yeah. So this uh, incarnation of Voltron is produced by Netflix. It was released a couple months ago, but it was released this year. Yep. And we're serious. It looks a lot like Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, the animation is extremely similar. The character designs are very similar. Even the personality of the characters are kind of similar to other... Mm -hmm. Definitely. In Voltron... They got five main dudes who each pilot a giant lion. 
<laughs> and yeah. they're all they're all color coded fabulousness. Yes. So all the lions combine into one giant man lion with a sword called Voltron. Yeah. And it's the defender of the universe. Yep. <laughs> there are some voice actors that you may know, but basically the five main characters are Shiro, Keith, Lance, Pidge, and Hunk. Hunk! Hunk. <laughs> uh, Shiro is voiced by Josh Keaton. Keith is voiced by Steven Yoon from um, The Walking Dead. Jeremy Shada is Lance. Bex Taylor Klaus is Pidge. And <laughs> Tyler Labine is Hunk. Jeremy Shada is actually Finn. He voices Finn in Adventure Time. So if you recognize his voice, he's from that. Um, and I think the other two haven't done much else. Cree Summer is also in this as a yes. space witch. Yes. Uh, you can definitely tell it's Cree. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you Distinctive know, voice. <laughs> yeah, if you know any of her work, you can almost immediately point her out. She is the green M&M, I think. Yep, green M&M. She's the green M&M. She was um, in Kids Next Door. What was it, number four? She's number five. Number five. Um, number five. She was Foxy Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and she was also um, Kida in uh, Atlantis. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so Shiro pilots the Black Paladin. He's the oldest of the group. And the Black Paladin is kind of like the head of the lion. And the torso. And the torso. Keith is the Red Paladin. His character is kind of like the rogue, I guess. He's, he's the like, wild card, maybe. Yeah, the wild card. The guy, the the cool guy. I would say if he wore glasses, he'd be the glasses type. Yeah. <laughs> um, And he is one of the arms. Uh, Lance pilots the blue paladin and he's the cocky confident one i guess um, he's, he's Sokka. yeah he's he's one of the legs and um pidge is the green paladin he's like the shoda type with uh, giant circle glasses with giant circle glasses he's also very intelligent um he reminds me of the nerdy kid from digimon yeah is he <laughs> yeah um he's another arm and then hunk is just like this big bara guy who likes to eat and gets sick a lot. I don't know. I like Hunk. He's cute. But he also seems to have some engineering skills. Yes, he's also smart. Um, he's the yellow paladin and he's the other leg. Uh, so those are the five pilots that pilot Voltron. I mean, they all have distinctive personalities and they all look completely different. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. is good because I was a little afraid that they might all kind of look alike and that would confuse poor little me. It also helps that now, um, even in the beginning, though, they had kind of, like, the color of the lion that they were going to be piloting. Yeah. But now they actually have, like, suits that are the color of the lion. Mm -hmm. um, so and it's, it's not just different hair colors like some cartoons. Yeah. I won't go into details, but, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically the main plot is um, the four boys, Keith, Lance, Pidge, and Hunk, all go to basically the same, like, Starfleet Academy. It really does remind me of Starfleet, but there's no aliens yet. And so basically they're doing their training simulations there and learning how to pilot Starcrafts, I guess. Yeah, they're, it's like flight school. It, yeah, it's basically flight school. And Pidge actually is like, intercepting transmission about something that's happening that's bad that none of the upper people are telling them about. Yeah, he's like, there's aliens, and they're all saying Voltron, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, um, so Hunk actually engineers something to find whatever they're talking about, or something like that. And so they stumble upon the first lion, the blue lion. 
And then Lance happens to be the one that connects with the lion, and they fly it out into space with, oh, sorry, I missed something, uh, Shiro, who was, I have to back up way back here. The series opens, Shiro and all of his flight crew members are captured, and they're taken into an alien spaceship. A year later, they find Shiro, and they basically uh, find him and take him to find the Blue Lion in mm-hmm. the very beginning. He's at the Space Academy. Then they take this Blue Lion, they go, they find the alien spaceship, they, like, destroy it a little with the Blue Lion, and then, like, basically a wormhole opens up, and they fly through it, and they are at this planet that looks kind of like Earth, but isn't. They land there, they see a castle, they, like, explore it, and then all of a sudden, like, these pods open up, and then you meet the other two characters who are um, Corrin and Princess Allura, I think. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Atlantis, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, Allura's character design is like Yue, who is the moon princess in Avatar The Last Airbender. Moon Moon. Yeah, Moon Moon. But her uh, personality reminds me more of Katara. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just mush those two characters together, and that's kind of what Allura is like. And Corrin is a... Is her, like, um, royal advisor, and he has an Australian accent, and he's ridiculous. Yeah, he has a big floppy mustache. Yeah. And he's the one that gets all the one-liners. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, uh, Princess Laura, her father is King Alfor, which I don't remember exactly what happened to him, but he's not around, but she can talk to him. He's a hologram. But she can talk to him in a hologram. I'm not quite sure how that works. We only watched the first episode, which is basically, like, a mini-movie, um, so it's, like, 60, 65 minutes long. So... So basically they like lay out all the lions, lay out Voltron, lay out the backstory really quickly. It was more than that. It was it was like 120 minutes. Okay, so it was like a basically a movie. From then on all the episodes are like 20 minutes, but yeah. I do like that they kind of consolidated that into one thing. Sorry if I didn't get the exact minutes right, guys. It it's more than an hour. The the big bad in this uh series is Emperor Zarkon. Mhm. Um, and he's basically out to get Voltron to conquer the universe. Pretty straightforward. I'm assuming that throughout the rest of the series, it's them fighting the aliens, trying to defend the universe, you know? Yeah, like, at different planets, I think that's what probably was gonna happen. So, again, more Starfleet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like He-Man, Gundam. And Thundercats. And Thundercats. <laughs> and even Power Rangers had a baby. Yeah. Definitely a... I would say traditional mecha anime. Yeah. I I guess I guess we would have to classify this as a mecha anime. Yes. Even though it felt like a magical girl anime. Yes. Let me tell you what. That sequence was so long. Yeah, their transformation <laughs> sequence into Voltron was so so overdone. Yes. <laughs> like it was they, wonderful. They should have cut that so much. As a fan of Sailor Moon, it really reminded me of that, to be honest. And as not a fan of Sailor Moon, it was too long. <laughs> so, what did you think of the characters that were introduced in the first, I guess, movie? And how do you think they will relate to each other in later episodes? So, I actually really liked um, Hunk, Pidge, and Shiro. Well, actually, no, I liked Hunk and Pidge the best. Because they just seem to have like the most distinct personalities. Uh, Keith and Lance were kind of interchangeable sometimes. And they she- they have the same body type. Yeah. One and, is just tan. Yeah, and Keith is a little bit more reserved than Lance's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shiro was just kind of like the dad figure. Which, the daddy. 
Gross. <laughs> Gross. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not, he didn't, he, there's like not enough backstory and there's like some kind of mystery happening where basically, I mean, he was trapped on an alien spaceship for like a year. Something happened to him and mm-hmm. I bet that'll be revealed later in the season. And because he's the head of uh, Voltron, I bet that will create some kind of struggle. Yeah. Um, some kind of conflict later down the line. Uh, but other than that, his character is just kind of boring to be honest. Honestly. His character design looks a lot like Scar from oh, FMA. Yes. He, he even has the scar right across his nose. Yeah. And, like, the white hair with the fade. Yes. My favorite character, I think, between Hunk and Pidge is maybe leaning towards Hunk. Uh, I haven't learned much about Pidge. So Pidge is also related to uh, the captain of the ship that Shiro was on. So his father, I think? Yeah, His think. father and brother, I think, are still captured on that alien ship and when they're going to get the red lion because the red lion is in the alien spaceship they like make a whole big scene about that lineage and also them going to try to find his father and brother um so other than that Pidge doesn't have much other character traits than just being a genius and i guess hug doesn't really have any either but i just like his character i like his character because he eats throws up and cries a lot Mm-hmm. And is unsure of himself, but is also kind of, like, smart engineer type. hmm Nice. <laughs> I liked Hunk and Pidge, too. I thought they were cute. But I also did, like, Shiro. I hope that his character gets more developed. I love Baras. You know that. Yeah. But I also like cool leader types, so. Yeah. And he definitely is. He definitely is. Yeah. Like we were talking before, our conceptions about the show, <laughs> before we watched it, where, I mean, all we had heard really is just that people gay liked shit. it. Oh. <laughs> they, they liked it and also gay shit. Yeah. Uh, on Tumblr, I I was like, what is all this yowie? Who are these characters? It's Voltron. <laughs> A lot of it is of Shiro and Pidge. Dun, dun, dun. I wonder why. But, uh, hmm. hmm. All I knew about it is that people seemed to like it. And that there was just a lot, a lot of yaoi. And I think that, I guess that's to be expected when the main characters is, like, five guys. It's like a sports anime. It's all guys. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It seems good. We'll probably watch a little bit more. So hopefully it remains good. Yeah. Um, In general, I don't really like mecha animes. Uh, I think they are boring most of the time. The exception of one mecha I liked was Garen Logan, but that's because they realized how ridiculous they are in the anime and they just like play up the ridiculousness, so it's funny. This actually wasn't that bad though. I don't know if I'd watch a lot more of it, um, especially if there's no character development and it's all like big giant robot fights and big giant space <laughs> battle. Like, that doesn't really do anything for me. I enjoy Gundam shows, especially Gundam Seed. I have all of Gundam Seed on DVD, and I really like that. But And this was okay. I agree with you that a lot of mecha stuff can be super boring. Yeah. I think if it because it is set in space, I think they have more... They could do more themes of space like exploration and different cultures and stuff like, like I Star hope Trek. They do that. Yeah, that would be much more interesting. Yeah, because just the giant robots battling isn't enough to keep me interested. Yeah, it's I, it's a snooze fest for me. <laughs> so what would you rate this on a scale from one to ten? Your first impression. First impression, I would rate it uh six and a half. I would give this a seven. 
Our average. <laughs> our average. When have we ever really been like a four? Because I hate it. Yeah, I don't know. Only a few times. Yes. Um, this is going to be a mini episode. We're sorry, but we are having a lot of technical issues today. So thank you very much for listening to this short episode. You can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, your favorite podcast app, YouTube. Please look at our YouTube videos. We struggle. Uh-huh. I struggle really hard editing them because I'm not good at that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye.